Hello and welcome to the Enjoy Church podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope this message empowers, equips, and helps you become everything God has called you to be. Enjoy the message. Who was here last weekend for Vision Sunday? Raise your hands. Yes, tick. Excellent. You're already winning points. Vision Sunday was the best. It was the best. I'm like, we've had good ones. We've had great ones before. Like, don't get me wrong. We've had some pretty awesome Vision Sundays. But last weekend, it was just something else. I was just, when Pastor Shane and Georgie were bringing the vision and they were like talking about Acts chapter 2 and stepping into our chapter 2 as a church and as individuals, something in me just wanted to roar. I was like, come on. You know when you get that, you know, tennis like, come on. Like, I was like, let's get it. Let's go. Nobody else? Oh my gosh. Nobody else felt like that? There was a roar that raised in me. Why? Because have you read Acts chapter 2? That stuff is legit. Like when you read Acts chapter 2, it is amazing. It is amazing. And you know, in chapter 2 of Acts, we see like a new impartation, a new chapter of impartation. Yeah? A new chapter of empowering of the Holy Spirit. Who wants a bit of that action? You know, there's that, that everything's new, you know, that boldness. There was new boldness that was coming in. There was miracles, new chapter of salvations and multiplication. Yeah, the church went ballistic. Like it was so awesome. You know, in Acts chapter 2, we see that it actually ushers in a whole new era of hearing from God. From hearing from God as individuals. God was in us speaking to us. We see that unleashed in Acts chapter 2. We see a new language, a new chapter of relationship growth and strengthening. Yeah? It's amazing. It's amazing. So when you read Acts chapter 2, you want to be part of chapter 2, yeah? You want to be part of that. You want to be all in, yeah? And I love that um, our wording and our phrasing around chapter 2 has been chapter 2 begins with you, begins with me, begins with us. It's our choice whether we step into chapter 2. It's our choice. And, you know, as we step into chapter two, as we step into what God has for us, you know, we need to be a certain type of people. Who are we going to be as we step into chapter two? So let's read some Bible. And funnily enough, we're going to read Acts chapter two. Verse one says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. You know, and as we begin to read the rest of Acts 2 and and going on from there, it got hectic. Things let loose. It was amazing. More and more stuff happened. And what we can see is that the Jesus believers, the Jesus followers in Acts chapter 2, they were on fire. They were on fire fire, with the Holy Spirit, with the presence of God. And as we step into our chapter two, as we as enjoyers step into chapter two, we need to be people on fire. Yeah, we need to be people on fire with the Holy Spirit and the presence of God. Who here loves a good fire? You love a good fire pit, yeah, roasting the marshes, you know, all that sort of stuff. Love a good fire pit. We love, you know, we love fire. You know, I'm a bit of a pyro, don't tell anyone. I may have passed that on to my children as well. Luke's not much better. So the Copland family, don't let us near matches, basically. And so, you know, I love fire. But, you know, fire in the natural is so powerful, right? It has the ability to be so, so powerful. And, you know, fire, as well as being powerful, it can also provide protection and provision. 
yeah? Protection and provision from the elements. It looks after us, you know, and with a bushfire, you know, you see where a bushfire has gone through, you know, the aftermath of a bushfire actually brings new growth and new life. That's what fire does. And the same goes for us in the spiritual, yeah? The fire of God can do that in us and through us, yeah? The fire of God in us is so powerful, church. It's so powerful, We need to be people on fire for God. We need to be people who burn bright. We need to be so on fire for God that we live, leave that trail of impact, yeah? So what does a person on fire for God look like and sound like? Well, it's not about outward appearance. It's not about emotional intensity. We've all met those people, right? That are like the super holy Christians and they're very serious. You know, it's not about our emotional intensity. It's not about how good a Christian we are. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're all happy to hear that today. doesn't matter how good a Christian you are or how holy you sound or how holy you act. It's actually about the fruit of our lives. It's about the fruit of our lives. You know, are we burning bright and setting other people on fire? With our interactions with people, are we depositing the fruit of the Holy Spirit in those people's lives? You know, the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, you might have learnt this if you're in kids' church as a kid, but Galatians 5 talks about the fruit of the Holy Spirit being love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Are we leaving these behind us as we interact with people in our everyday You know, we've got to burn bright. We've got to live on fire. So how do we do this? You know, a natural fire needs three things, to burn bright, to thrive, and as do we with the fire of God in us. We need three things. You know, we need fuel. We need oxygen and we need action, yeah? We need fuel, we need oxygen and action. You know, fuel, a fire needs fire to start. A fire starts with fire, yeah? We can all agree. And uh, we need to be around that fire. We need to get around that fire. So if a fire starts us, if the fire of God is what has started that fire in us, then we need to be around God. We need to be around the presence of God. We need to be getting the presence of God in us. We want to live on fire. So we've got to be around the presence of God. You know, we don't want to be lukewarm Christians barely burning. We don't, it doesn't end well, guys. In Revelation 3.16, it says, So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. That's God speaking. That's not fun stuff, guys. That's not on my to-do list, that's for sure. It's not on my vision board. We need to be on fire for God. We need to burn bright. We need to be positioning ourselves, deliberately positioning ourselves where the fire of God is. We need to be where God's at. Yeah, you've done great today. Church is amazing for that because every Sunday we make a choice to deliberately position ourselves around the fire. We deliberately make a choice to get where God is at. We make a choice. You know, 2 Timothy 1.6 says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. It's up to us. We've got to do the fanning of the flame. We've got to make the choices. We've got to make the decision. I love what Pastor Shane said last week. We've got to be in the room. We've got to be where the fire is at. We've got to make that choice. You know, and being on fire and getting around the fire and being deliberate in positioning ourselves isn't just a Sunday deal. 
It's not just a Sunday church deal. What can we do during the week that is going to be deliberately positioning ourselves the way the fire is? You know, our relationships, our day-to-day devotional time, our friendship groups. If you're not in a friendship group, get in a friendship group. It's going to help you burn. It's going to build that fire. Get around people who are going to help you pursue the presence of God. It's so, so good. You know, every fire needs fuel. Every fire needs consistency of fuel. It needs consistency of fuel. So often we can think that, um, you know, we're getting a spiritual attack, that we're under spiritual attack, that we're coming up against obstacles and, you know, we're struggling all the time and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so often people say to me, I'm under spiritual attack. Can I just encourage you that maybe often I have found that it probably comes down to the type of fuel that you're putting on your fire or the lack of fuel that you're putting on your fire. There is stuff in our lives that can actually hinder the fire of God from burning bright. It can keep it dampened. It can even put it out. We've got to be very careful about that. See, twigs and leaves are awesome to initially start a fire. They do the little and then fizzle. Yeah, you've ever done that? Do that with your kids. They love it. You know, get... You know, and that's the same with when we're in church on a Sunday. If we've only got a Sunday relationship with Jesus, that's like just chucking twigs and leaves on your fire. It's going to burn brightly on that Sunday, but by the time you get to the week, you're burnt out. There's no flame anymore. We've got to be making sure that we are consistently fueling, consistently getting around the presence of God to burn brightly. I love it. You know, the fuel that is amazing to build up our fire is the Word of God. It's the Word of God. The Word of God will build your fire up. Acts 20, 32 says, Now I commit you to God and to the Word of His grace, His Word, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. The more we get the Word of God in us, the more we get the Bible in us, the higher the flame goes, the more the fire burns, yeah? It builds up the fire. We've got to be getting the Word of God in us any way you can, any way you can, whatever way you need to do it. You know, it fuels the fire, yes, but the great thing about the Word of God is it also highlights our fuel, You know, it's going to highlight the things that are probably hindering that fire burning bright. It's amazing. Hebrews chapter 4 says, God means what he says. What he says goes. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything, everything, whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and obey. Nothing and no one can resist God's word. We can't get away from it no matter what. We need the Word of God. The Word of God is going to build and the Word of God is going to shine a light on the things that aren't building that fire. We need the Word of God. The second thing our fires need to burn is oxygen. Needs oxygen. Fires need oxygen. They need a source of air. Fires need to be able to go upwards to thrive. You know, um, prayer is the oxygen for our soul. Prayer is that oxygen. You know, in science, I don't remember much at all. My dad, who's a teacher, would be mortified, but I actually don't remember much about school. But I do remember that heat rises, yeah? Apparently, that's something that we learned in science. And so heat rises. And so fires need to go upwards to thrive. They need to be able to go upwards to thrive. They need the air. Same with our fire. The fire of God in us, the Holy Spirit in us needs air. We need to be going to God. Prayer is that oxygen. Prayer is us going upwards, you know. Prayer is simply talking to God. As Christians, we can overthink this. We 
Christians are big overthinkers, let's be honest. But as Christians, we can overthink this so much that we talk ourselves out of the power of prayer. Prayer is simply talking to God. We don't need any holy words. We don't need any special phrases. We don't need anything other than us being willing to talk to our Father in heaven. That's all we need to do. You can even use your normal everyday voice. He's okay with that. He understands that actually. You know, it's really cool. You know, we can take anything to God, anything at all to God. Our disappointments, the person who ticked us off that day, they're like, you know, your frustrations. You know, it's usually me for my husband. But, you know, we can take our frustrations. We can take our joys. We can take the things we're excited about. We can take the things we're thankful to God. He loves it. It actually builds our relationship with him. It's so good. Just like us with our own kids. When, As parents, when our kids want to come and tell us all their stuff, the good, the bad, and the ugly, we love it. It builds our relationship. Same with our Heavenly Father. He just wants his kids to come chat to him, come build relationship, and he wants to be there for us. You know, you need to understand today, and I, I really do believe this is a word for someone. God is hearing your prayer. God is hearing your prayer. God has heard you when it's been late at night and you've been crying in your bedroom and you don't know whether God is listening anymore. God is with you. He is hearing you. He is listening to that prayer. When you don't know what else to pray other than God help me, he's there. He's got you. He's got you. Prayer is real. Prayer works. Prayer is going to bring breakthrough to your situation and prayer is going to build that fire within you. I love it. You know, Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Prayer brings breakthrough. Prayer brings miracles. Prayer makes the chains over your life break. Prayer is going to be the thing that turns your life around as you bring your stuff to God. Yeah? As you bring your stuff to God. I love it. God is so, so good. So, so good. You know, Philippians 4 says, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Let it shape your worry into prayer. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. We need to pray. Send it up. Send that stuff up to God. It's going to breathe fresh air into your soul. It's going to breathe fresh air. I love it. God is so good. The third thing our fires need is it needs action. Needs action. It needs action. A fire needs somewhere to go and something to do. Something to do. You know, bushfires, I don't know whether you've ever seen a bushfire. You don't want to see one up close. They're pretty scary. But a bushfire just takes off. Bushfire doesn't wait for permission. It just goes. It just does its thing. It's just like, right, let's go. Let's rock and roll. And it just takes off. You know, that's what God wants for the fire in us. He wants us to not wait for permission to get going. Give the fire that he's put in you somewhere to go and something to do. Yeah, somewhere to go is something to do. I love it so much. Fires are not for hiding. They're not fun if you try and hide them. You're going to get burnt. But fires are not for hiding. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 says, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. I love that. 
because we're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine, burn, keep open house. This is, this is key. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. We've got to be generous with our lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up to God. How good is that? We're going to, by burning brightly, we are actually opening other people up to God. How cool is that? That's what we're here for, people, to make disciples. It's so exciting. You know, often when people see a fire they don't understand, they're going to try and put it out. It's just the way it works. People won't understand it. They're going to try and dim it. They're going to try and squash it. They're going to get a fire hose on that. They're going to do whatever they can to put that fire out. I want to encourage you today, do not shrink back. Do not shrink back. Take the authority and the power of God that has been put in you by the Holy Spirit and burn, baby, burn. Don't let it be squashed in Jesus' name, yeah? We don't want to let that fire be put out. Burn, baby, burn. Some of you guys are like, what is this girl on? You can chant that to yourself. If you're in your workplace and someone's having a go at Christians, because it happens. I've never worked with Christians until I became a pastor. <laughs> um, but people are going to want to get in your face about stuff. They're going to want to blame you for things. Burn, baby, burn. Kill them with kindness, as my dad used to say. Love them even more. You know, we can burn in our workplaces brightly. We can burn in our schools. We can burn up the street when we're talking to the cafe owners and the pizza shop people. You know, we can burn brightly. What can you do this week to burn? You know, if you're a stay-at-home mum, you can burn even brighter because there's nobody there to tell you what you can't do. You can burn bright. You can burn bright. You can make sure those kids know who their heavenly father is. You can make sure you are passing on from generation to generation to generation. You've got a very important job to do, sister, and you can burn bright. You know, in your workplaces, come on. Who can you love? How can you love? Who can you encourage? Who can you write a card to, send a text to? Who can you bake cookies for? Everybody loves an office feeder. Be that person. Be that person. They're going to love it. Don't shrink back. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid. Come on. Does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Come on. Are you hearing that today? God's spirit in you, the fire in you, is not there to make you timid. The opposite. It gives you power. It gives you power. It gives you power to love the people you don't feel like loving. Sometimes there's a lot of those people. He gives you power. He empowers you. He gives you boldness to be who you know God's called you to be. You can see yourself as you know God's called you to be. This year is your year to step into that in boldness in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I love that so much. You know, that, know that God's Holy Spirit, God's presence in you has given you authority. He's given you the authority. He's going to help you love those people. I love it. The fire of God gives us the ability to step into our chapter two. The ability to step into our chapter two, not just for us, because yeah, we all have those things in chapter one we would like to leave behind and step into chapter two, but it's actually so that we can help others step into their chapter two. Yeah, we can help others step into their chapter two. You know, our fire isn't just so we can keep warm in church. It's not just for the warm and fuzzies for us here on a Sunday. It's to take out. Take it. Give it action. Give it something to do and somewhere to go. We've got to take that fire out. 
You know, people aren't attracted to coals. They're not attracted to coals. They're attracted to fire. You always see a fire. Everyone wants to get around the fire pit, yeah? Same with us. People want to see a fire burn. They're going to come. They're going to be attracted to the fire in us and through us. You know, I've been so personally challenged, so personally challenged as I was preparing this of of what are the things in my life that might be hindering the fire of God, that might be causing the fire of God to not burn how God's intended it to burn. The things that may have stopped uh, me stepping into those places and spaces that God's actually created for me to step into. I've been so challenged by that today. And today you're going to have the opportunity to respond and step into some things that you need to step into and deal with some of the hindrances that maybe need to be dealt with. But if you're here today and you've never, ever, ever had a fire lit in you, you've never, ever had a relationship with Jesus, you've never known what it is to live a life on fire, today is your day. Today is your day. God wants to meet with you today. God wants to light a fire within you that you can keep fanning into flames. He wants to meet you right where you are today. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to come from a Christian home. You don't have to even know what the heck most of us are talking about. God just wants to meet with you today. God wants to start a fire within you today. So I'm going to ask for all our heads to be bowed and our eyes closed just for some privacy. But if that's you today and you're saying, I want God to light a fire in me. I want to meet Jesus today. I want to have a relationship with Him. If that's you, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand right across this place. If that's you, if you've never had a relationship with Jesus, today is your day. Today you can step into a life that you never knew possible. A new life on fire, a new life of purpose and clarity. If you've had a relationship with Jesus, but you know you've walked away, you know you've let the fire completely go out, you know that you do not have that tight relationship with Him. Yes, I see that hand, that's awesome. If you wanna say yes to Jesus today, just raise your hand. Today is your day. Today is your day to come back to Him. If that's you, awesome, I see that hand at the back. That's a great decision. That's awesome. And you, I see you at the back there. That's awesome. God wants to meet with you today. God wants to meet with you today. That's amazing. That is amazing. We're going to all pray together. And I'm going to say a line where we're going to repeat it together just to stay on the same page. Dear Jesus, thank you that you love me. Thank you for the life you have for me. Today, I want to start my relationship with you. I repent of living life my own way. I choose your life and your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's give a hand to those amazing people who said yes to their life with Jesus today. You know, there's some of us also here in this building today and you're struggling with the fire in your life. You might be going through the motions. You might be here in church and go, oh, yes, I got to church. You know, but you know your fire is almost out. You've been struggling. You've been struggling to get rid of the stuff that's hindering the fire burning bright. You might be here and you're like, I don't even know if that fire is even lit anymore. I don't even know how I can pursue His presence anymore. I've been trying, I've been trying, and I just am on struggle street with this. God wants to meet with you today. God wants to meet with you today. We're going to have an opportunity. We're going to ask people to come out the front and respond to the message because there's power when we respond to the message of God. Something is activated in us as we step out in faith and respond to the message we've heard. 
And today I believe that God wants to come and revive the fire. He wants to come and revive the fire. He wants to come with His Holy Spirit and touch you afresh. So you can go out of this place and do what you know you need to do this week to keep fanning that fire. So our creative team, they're going to worship. They're going to lead us in worship. And I'm going to ask us to come out the front. You don't have to wait. You can come out the front. Why don't we all stand?